really the, 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 the best business owners are the ones that can formulate an opinion for something and against it, and then based upon both of those sides, come to a conclusion. This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Paul Goff Audio Experience. I'm happy to have you back for today's podcast. Today, you'll hear Paul in his clinic with some of the top PTs from around the world where you'll hear the topic of social media brought up and if it's even worth the owner's time. While social media may not bring you a direct, measurable response, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't invest your time into it. Listen to find out why. One more thing. If you'd like to meet with Paul and myself next week on the East Coast book signing tour, head over to paulgoff.com forward slash tour to see we'll be on the East Coast within those five days. That's all I have for you today. Enjoy today's episode, and if you'd like, leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening to. Thanks so much. So the so the debate here, and again, if I was involved in this, which I am, obviously, um, <laughs> but if I was involved in it on a Wednesday morning in a normal situation where I was helping them understand that this might be a challenge, the real big the real big thing that I want to let, pass on to you would be it's easy for that it's easy for my staff to come to me and say. Paul, we're doing this Facebook competition and, and Amy gets us to do this thing every week and we get loads of views and we get loads of people liking it and sharing it and all of these things. But the guy or the gal that comes down, doesn't matter who we pick to win the prize, nobody ever wants to spend any money. Should we stop it? <coughs> is this something that we need to explore? So the decision that then as a business owner you have to make is, well, is it as binary as just about one person coming down for a free session, right? Or is it about the bigger impact that we've had upon people who've seen it, liked it, shared it, who eventually do, you know, we always know that it, it comes with a spike of private patients not long after. Is that because they've seen it? Is that then because a few weeks later they've gone back on Google? Is it because now they're seeing other things that we're doing and that keeps us top of mind? Is that stimulating a conversation with a, a colleague at work that says, Again, much like if you you know you were working in an office over there right now and you went in with a bad back and you said, oh, my, you know, my, my foot's hurting or my back's hurting or whatever, and somebody saw you on Facebook that day, it's well, this, these are the guys. Look, look, these guys are quite fun and this looks like a good place to go. What's their name? Oh, it's Paul Goff Physio. All right, I'll Google it. All of a sudden, the phone goes, and somebody says, hey, I need an appointment, and Jess says, well, how did you get our number? Oh, I got, how did you find us? Why well, I googled you? So we, we don't know. What I would say for everybody is these types of things are first touch marketing. And more and more it's becoming about first and second touch marketing. In that a lot of your, uh, a lot of our newspaper ads, a lot of Facebook ads that we would run, uh, any kind of external, we've started to move into church fairs and all that type of stuff. Now it, it remains to be seen how the real impact of those things has upon the business because of if we go to a church fair or, or a school fair or a community event or anywhere like that, and we might walk away with nobody who says yes. But if in three or four weeks, four 50-year-olds who live in Gisborough who go to church every Sunday all of a sudden have booked an appointment with us, but used Google to find our number, then second touch marketing was the, the, uh, the symptom, if you like, or the effect of the cause 
which would have been the thing that we did weeks ago. Now we're always wanting to be in, you know, direct response. Can, can I, or every business owner wants to live there, that if I go here and get this, can I attribute five patients to my time? Or if I run this ad, can I get six calls for it? That, that, those days are more or less gone. That, that there's, there's just so many different ways now that people can find you and bump into you and potentially hear about you but not do anything for a few weeks. The goal is to be as in many places as you can so that you've increased the likelihood and that's pretty much where I live with everything. Even if I can't be scientific with it, it's do I understand the psychology of what's going on? I'm not really engaged in Facebook and all that shit myself but I know the world is, right? And, it, and it's, it's, if I was watching a video for 60 seconds and I was half engaged with something, I liked it and I shared it and I seen it again next week and I seen it again the week after, I'd probably start to be familiar with that company. And familiarity is what then would cause me to say to somebody from a word of mouth, you should try this company. You should try these people. So I don't think that it's a bad thing that we would stop, um, even though it might not be bringing in a dollar amount, if you like, on the dime as somebody walks through the door. There's enough goodwill there with those types of things to suggest that it's, it's a worthwhile exercise. And that's really what I would debate. If I, if I was you, I'd be encouraging you to think like that with all of these situations. You'll, you'll often be tempted or presented with something that is, on the surface level, a yes or no answer. A shall we or shan't we? And really what we want to do is have a debate. How, how, what's the reasons for keeping it? What, what did I say in the hiring book that you liked about the why should I not hire them? Remember in the hiring book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at um, uh, why you should not do it. Yeah. So the, 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 the typical business owner, uh, the typical person on the street, it's not just about business. It's how we make decisions in life is how you'd ultimately make one as a business owner. Really, the, 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 the best business owners are the ones that can formulate an opinion for something and against it, and then based upon both of those sides, come to a conclusion. So with hiring, um, when Xavier read my hiring book, he said like the, the, the greatest thing of the book was the, com <coughs> the, the question to ask, why should I, like, I really like you, but before I give you the job, let me just spend an hour thinking about why I shouldn't hire you. Just, if nothing else, just put the brakes on. Can I find any reasons that I, that I think are wrong here? Because we're so tempted to go, but we, we all have a bias towards everything. And, and in hiring, it's usually an emotional bias towards getting a problem solved by somebody who smiles at you in an interview. And it's like, this problem is solved by this person. So I have a bias towards wanting to find the, the, the first person that appears to solve the problem as fast as problem, as fast as is possible. But it doesn't mean I'm gonna make the right decision. So that's my bias. So when you understand that you have a bias in every situation that you're in, I have a bias towards online, right? So I'm having to go there and, and I'm going back and forth with myself and I will, I'll be like, shall I? What's all the reasons I should and what's all the reasons I shouldn't? It's not necessarily that I, it's right for me to have a strong opinion on one or the other, it's that I have a balanced opinion that at the end of a, a good discussion with my staff or with myself, it's these are the reasons we should keep it, these are the reasons we should stop it and somewhere in the middle is the answer. The ability to make a good decision is predicated on your ability to hold in your head multiple opposing thoughts about the same thing at the same time. Write that down. <laughs> the ability to make a good decision is predicated on your ability to hold, uh, to hold multiple opposing thoughts, so for and against, 
about one topic at the same time. Let's have a debate. I was at a conference a few weeks back in Austin and um, it was on this, this type of thinking that uh, from, a, you know, from a high level running a business, strategic, investing in businesses and all this type of thing. And, and that's, they were pretty much teaching us how to, to, how to look at a business and then think, right, well, how, how would you buy it or would you buy it? And it's very easy to look at the profit and the facts of you know, the, the, the growth of the company. And that's the bias towards wanting to buy it. But then what you have to do is debate, well, why wouldn't I buy it? What, what could be going wrong here? What am I not seeing? And it's a principle that I've come across before and uh, applied for a while that has to happen in, in here with every decision that I make for it to be balanced, for it to be the best possible chance of getting the outcome. So again, this conversation right now isn't necessarily about Facebook. It isn't necessarily about online or offline inquiries. It isn't about, what was the first one? Hots. The HOTS. It isn't necessarily about, do we go expert or not expert? It's about a debate. That if we debate this thing out, we'll get better answers. If we get better answers consistently, guess what we'll have as a business? Better business. It's like what I said yesterday, I'm not really telling you what to do, I'm just trying to help you think better so that you come up with your own better decisions to make your own answers because your business and circumstances is, is very different from, from what I uh, believe in. But how we come to the conclusion, non-negotiable. Like there's, there's how we come to a decision, it's the same. The decision can be different, but how we conclude or arrive at that decision is exactly the same. Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.